and welcome once again to this series of conversations about how the arts help us to handle and express our emotions, whatever we're feeling, in whatever circumstance we find ourselves. I'm Frances Butt, and I've become increasingly fascinated lately with the emotive and healing powers of all kinds of creative arts and performance. In my training as an Alexander Technique teacher, I've learned how physical feelings can be misleading. And it's true, they're not always giving us accurate messages. So we can end up moving in ways that feel right, but that aren't necessarily healthy. And the same can happen with emotional feelings. We can get the wrong end of the stick, or be reminded of past hurts, and react with not the most useful emotions. However, it turns out that if we try to ignore, suppress, or avoid certain emotions, they'll tend to keep popping up, because they're signals that we need to do something or other before they'll stand down again, as it were, until next time they're needed. Emotions, whether right or wrong for the purpose, are always still telling us that there's something that needs looking at. So they need to be checked out and given their due process so we can let them go. My original plan for this podcast was to explore how a particular given emotion can be expressed and to some extent got out of our systems in particular art forms. So fear, anger, sadness and so on in music, dance, painting and so on. But after two episodes, it's already become clear that it's much more interesting to be less prescriptive about this and just to enjoy what my guests have to share. In this third episode, I'll be talking to Keith Warmington, who's a wonderful folk and blues singer, harmonica player and guitar player, and a BBC broadcaster. I'm really looking forward to hearing from him about the music he likes best, what it does for him personally, and maybe to ask him to suggest a few favourite artists and recordings that we can all hunt down and check out in our own time. Before we begin, here's a clip of Keith playing on a recording that we had a blast making together back in 2006. Keith, how are you today? I am absolutely fine. Thank you, Francis. And it's lovely to see you. It's great to see you too. So that was a bit of Merry Christmas Baby. And can you believe that was 2006? No. Wait, is that? Really? Yeah, that's a long time ago now. That was a long time ago. I've got good memories of uh, recording that and then having to do um, a video to go with it where... Uh, in our living room. ...your previous house <laughs> yeah. and Bill cooked a Christmas dinner and he and he stunted up a Christmas tree and it was amazing wasn't it I think it was September yeah it was yeah. I loved it that was a good laugh I listened to it every Christmas yeah me too I have a quick listen yeah oh I must just say to uh, any listeners I apologize for the weather which may be causing extraneous noises we've got rain and wind and there's a car cover flapping about and probably bin lids will clatter and who knows so mm. sorry about that so let's begin. In this pandemic, Keith, what has been 
your biggest loss, sort of artistically speaking, would you say? Well, I suppose it has to be doing gigs. I'd worked up a very nice variety of gigs Mm -hmm. that I would do, would keep me going through the year. I'd never get bored because they were all different from each other. Mm. And uh, there there were enough of them sprinkled over last year to give me a very interesting year. And I have to say that I missed that very much. Mm. Yes. So does that mean play, are you playing now at home alone, as it were? And does, are you playing different things on account of not being able to gig? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've learned quite a lot. I mean, I could do I could do at least uh, another half of, of the gig I normally do on my own with new songs that I've learned. Oh. Because I've just sort of um, thought that uh, I need to keep my brain occupied. Yeah. Uh, so I've learned a lot of songs. And every day I pick the guitar off the wall and strap it on and and sing and play for half an hour or so keeps my fingers tough on on the oh yeah get the old calluses going yeah and uh, just just it's good to sing and play just sort of it's almost like a sort of form of exercise in a way you know wonderful and if you I presume you have different moods in different you know different times different days would you choose different songs or pieces that you know according to what you feel like yes that's absolutely spot on. I would do if I'm in a really good mood, if I'm feeling really bouncy, which to be fair, I often am. I'm you are a off. bouncy person. <laughs> I am, I am. Uh, so I would tend to sort of stand there. I've got big windows in my kitchen looking out over the docks and stuff. So I'd stand there. The nice thing about playing in front of the windows is the sound kind of comes back at you a little bit because it's glass, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and I would, I would sing four or five what I would call quite up-tempo up songs. Yeah. Then I'd also probably put a blues in because to sing a, you know, when I'm singing a blues, mm. you know, the form of the musical form of blues is basically three chords. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's at its most basic, it's extremely rudimental, isn't it? Mm. And so you sort of extemporize around that on, on the, on the guitar. I would be playing bits of chords as well as the main chords. And with my vocals, I would be taking risks that I probably wouldn't take if I was in front of a room full of people. <laughs> Yeah. If I ever do a gig again, I could sing it like that. I would look forward to that very much. <laughs> and sometimes I just sit down and play a few nice picking songs and maybe a couple of my own, maybe, you know, uh, someone like J.J. Kale, perhaps, or, uh, or I don't know, Leonard Cohen. Um, and so you're singing and playing, and the listener will already have noticed you have a gorgeous speaking voice. Um, <laughs> Well, thank you. And you, so you obviously have a beautiful vocal instrument to play with. But why is singing important to you, Keith? What does it mean to you? Hmm, that's a good, interesting question, Francis. Uh, singing is lots of things to me. Sometimes, okay, sometimes it's almost like a purely physical thing. Like I get up in the morning, have a cup of tea, and it might only be quarter past eight. So I think I need to wake up. So I sing a couple of songs, and uh, it gets gets all gets the blood going, gets the breath going. There's the heart a bit. And at other times, there's something, it's hard to put into words. I really enjoy the act of singing and, and I try anyway, different ways of singing the same song mm. of just like a jazz musician might improvise around a standard tune. And, and I try and do that and I try and put some feeling some emotion into to match the words that I'm singing. All kinds of workout going on in there, isn't there? There's well, a, it is. There's a it, it definitely it wakes me up, and mm. 
I do meet up with a trainer outside in the cold. And uh, I find if I have 15 or 20 minutes of singing, first of all, I'm all perked up, you know. I'm, That's great. I'm for the, the great outdoors then. Oh, so physically, yes. Yeah, great. Your lung capacity has got going. Yeah. Brilliant. But also a, a mental workout if you're going to start improvising and an emotional yeah. workout if you're thinking about the words you're singing. So all, yes. all kinds and of good in there. It's a memory test because you have to remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got in my head about, I don't know, 50 songs or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're all there, but yeah. I, don't, I have no idea how that works. I'm intrigued by it. It is extraordinary, that recall of, of what's yeah, available to us. And, yeah, must have that as well. So are there, on the listening front then, are there any particular kind of voices you turn to if you need, if you want cheering up or you're looking for comfort or you want something cheerful or you're pissed off and want something to, <laughs> something to get your anger out of you? Any favourite voices? That- yeah, and I, I thought about this a little bit and I don't want to give you an endless list, but I tell you, a female voice, which I really love, is Laura Marling. Oh, yes. And I think she's a great writer and a really interesting and technically skilled singer. But mm. she's got emotion there too, but she sings mm. really, she touches me. Eliza Gilkinson, who is not well known, she's an American singer, songwriter. Her dad wrote some of the songs in Jungle Book. So oh, wow. Anyway, I like her voice a lot. Mm-hmm. I also love the Irish singer Mary Coughlin. I don't know if yeah. many people know of her, but she's great. And on the male front, I love Leonard Cohen. I've always loved Leonard Cohen. And I went to see him twice in the last sort of three or four years that he was alive. Beautiful man. Fantastic. You know, he's one of those guys that I want to take, I want to go back to your hotel and sit in the bar and find out more. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, when I was a teenager, I was it was Leonard Cohen on loop, you know, when you're yeah. the misery teenage years. But actually, he's a very funny, lugubrious voice. It's very beautiful, the deep voice. Yeah, his lyrics are funny as well as sad. So, They're yeah. brilliant. When people just call him, oh, you know, music to slit your wrist or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to listen. Go in there. It's, there's a whole world of wonderful music. There. Yeah, I agree. Um, Elvis Costello. I love Elvis Costello. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's a Bristol singer-songwriter called Sam Brooks, mm-hmm. and he used to do gigs in bath pubs, like everyone starts in a pub. Yeah. So he's got an album out called Black Feathers. It's really, really good, and I love his voice. Great. Uh, and my old mate Steve Tilston, who I said I'd mentioned again. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's got a new album out now called Such a Time. I love the way he sings, plays, writes, the whole lot. So yeah. there's just a few names that I might listen to on the singer-songwriter sort of Theme. Lovely. Thank you very All much. I do listen probably as much to instrumental music, notably, I suppose, jazz, really. Yeah. Scandi jazz, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, lovely. Uh, as I do vocal music. Yeah, okay. Yeah, me too. Me too. Mm. But as you're a singer and, and harmonica player, that, that these were the things I wanted to talk to you about yes, today. Of course. So can we talk a bit about the harmonica now? Um, yes. also, called, also called the mouth organ or the blues harp. Or the name I love, which is the Tin Sandwich. I love Tin Sandwich. And one more, the Face Piano. <laughs> love it. Love it. It's, a fun, it's an amazingly versatile instrument. So where did you, where did you first hear harmonica and, and what was your reaction? And, and yeah, what's the story? So I first heard it, probably I heard it with the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. So okay, when yeah, I was yeah. about 12, I suppose, 13. Right. I remember... Um, the Beatles featured it on 
couple of songs, uh, Love Me Do and I'm a Loser. Oh, yeah. And the Stones used it in, in particular on a track they did, one of their early uh, tracks called Little Red Rooster. Yeah. And I just thought, when I heard it, it was like, it really kind of stopped me in my tracks. It's like, yeah. wow. Yeah. What a sound. However, if you, if you don't mind, I'll just fast forward two years. So now I'm about 14. Mm-hmm. I had a French pen friend and I'd stay with him. Uh, one year in the, in the summer holidays, his family took us to Switzerland and he had a little harmonica that you could play sort of campfire tunes on, that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. I had a go at it and I, I thought I could just play it. You know, this is great. Great. So when I got back, I bought one for myself and then I decided what I wanted to sound like was Mick Jagger on Little Red Rooster yeah. Yeah, or yeah. John Lennon on I'm a Loser. Yeah. So what harmonica do I need for that? And, and I, I lived in a little town in Cornwall called Campbell. Mm. There was a music shop there and it had about two harmonicas in it, neither <laughs> of which were the ones I wanted. And oh. I see these pictures uh, of like Mick Jagger and, and Bob Dylan uh, with a harmonica and it was called a marine band. I'm going to the shop and ask, have you got a marine band? Oh, no, 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 my answer. We don't have they in here. <laughs> anyway, in the end, very long story short, in the end, finally, I found what it was I was supposed to have. I, and by now, I was about 15 or 16. And um, I finally found the little thing that I want a honer. It was called a honer super vamper. It's exactly the same, only with a different name that I, that I use now. And then I, and I found I could sort of do it, really. And then I went to college and I met this bloke called Joe who played a bit of guitar. And he said, you've heard the Beatles and the Stones, but have you heard Sonny Boy Williamson? I said, oh. no, who's that? He put it on. It was like, oh, my God. Absolutely. Was, wow. And then Little Walter, Sonny Terry, Brown and McGee, all this stuff. And so I, I was just, I was absolutely gone. Hook, line and sinker. I can absolutely imagine. Sonny Boy Williamson. The amazing thing about him is that this going from playing into singing or singing into playing. So, mm. but so immediately you can't see the, there's no join. I love that. So it's, the harmonica is actually part of the voice or, you know, and it is, it's a very vocal sounding instrument anyway. So yes, it's it so is. close to the voice in a way. And it's, and it's all done with breath in, out as well. Yeah. In as well as out. Yeah, it is. It's, um, uh, and I've never quite figured out how I play. So, you know, people say, oh, could you, could you show me how you do that? Well, it's, I can't really show you because it's going on inside my mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously, some people can because there are harmonica teachers. Yeah. I've got to manage to figure out how I do what I do, but I can do it. So there we are. You know, you think of the harmonica and you think, yeah, I play the blues and I, that's what I learned to play. And I love playing blues, but I also uh, love playing with um, uh, Tilston because yeah. he doesn't play blues. So I'm, mm. I'm playing on songs there. Uh, yeah. And there's that bit of using the instrument to embellish what's already there yes which is not yeah. to say that you play all over it you don't do that but maybe adding a little touch here and a touch there and a yeah. little bit of a chord there or something I love doing all that as well yeah that's that's the, I mean it's used in so many kinds of music or so many kinds of mm. song yeah as as that kind of embellishment to that's mm. beautiful for that and it's got these incredible pitch bending abilities you know how so you you bend the you know is the, which is a kind of mournful sound you make but it's also a very bluesy funky sound yeah that bend um, it that pitch bending that you can do yeah bending the notes and I've always thought you know I mean it's a tiny little thing you know it's mm. what is it six inches long or something and yet the huge variety of things that you can do with it yeah is just stunning yeah 
stick it, you can stick one in your pocket and go along to a gig. And as long as it, they're going to play one song in the key of the harmonica that you brought along, you can you can sit in with a band. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Dragging an amp and a guitar and a yeah, yeah. It's lovely. Yeah, fantastic. You think of it as as a fantastic uh, wartime, put it in your pocket, play in the yes. trenches kind it's of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, American Civil War, World War One. there would have been guys yeah. keeping that in their pockets and, and, and comforting themselves yeah. with a bit of music there. There's your cowboy campfire, midnight cowboy theme kind of music. Yeah, yes. there's the blues, as you say. There's your Bob Dylans and Rolling Stones. Yeah. And then there's, there's also chromatic. Now that, yeah, that's, that's very different, isn't it? Very different. There, I mean, you have wonderful exponents like Toots, Toots Thielman, Larry Adler, mm-hmm. Tommy Riley, Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder, yeah, Stevie Wonder. Watching, there's a couple of uh, YouTubes around of him playing with Sting at some concert, and Sting brings him on. Okay. And he does uh, that Sting song, Fragile. Oh, and yeah. he plays the most exquisite mm-hmm. harmonica solo on it. I've almost got tears in my eyes watching it. It is oh. beautiful. And yet, you know, Francis, it's it, technically it's fantastic and everything else, but you've got this. It's still got the same emotive feel. Yeah. But the little ones have. Yes, it's indeed. Something about that 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 keening sound yeah. that it can create. So yeah, yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? It really gets a sound that carries. It really gets mm. through to you in an amazing way. Yeah. So I mean, and it can evoke so many kinds of emotions, as you say. So it can be really mournful. I mean, the blues. It's a classic blues instrument. Yeah. And it can be incredibly jolly as well your party piece is something to behold in fact people can find your party piece on youtube which is the train blues oh yeah which is is very fast and uh and uh, energetic and it's your journey from camborne to from penzance to camborne penzance to camborne train (laughs) a little uh, incline at gwynia road and i'll tell you what you're thinking where's gwynia road well it's halfway between penzance (laughs) as you stop at the level crossing in Grinia Road, you can look back towards Penzance and there is indeed a slight incline. So Oh brilliant. Oh good. Okay, you do the whole journey. And also you break into Stone Fox Chase at some point in your yes, which is the, the, which is the old grey whistle test theme, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Which is again that's like the most funky, fantastically uplifting yes, thing. Yeah, it's great. So that's something people can find on that is, is it on, yeah, it is on YouTube, isn't it? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I was enjoying the other day. Uh, <laughs> I have a choice of something quite uplifting. And I know you're not a reggae guy, but I am a reggae guy. And um, mm. on What's the Use by Bunny Scott and the Upsetters, there's some lovely harmonica on that. So I've got, re- I've got to recommend that. I can just imagine, because I love the rhythm of, uh, of, of reggae, and uh, I can imagine lots of echo on the harmonica, not doing lots of notes, just like little toots here and there. Mm-hmm. So it'd be great. I'd love that. Beautiful. So if you <laughs> fix me up with a sesh, I'd be really pleased. All right. Oh, let's get you well. I'll see what I can do. I'm not the reggae impresario or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, who knows? That would be lovely. I'd love to see that. So, oh, well, thank you. And finally, yeah, your favourite exponents. You've said Sonny Boy Williamson. You've said your Mick Jaggers and Bob Dylan's. But yeah. Any other? Any other? Oh, God. There's a band called um, Nine Below Zero. Mm-hmm. British blues band John Mayle I'd have to say for a start right. John Mayle great Mark Feltham that's his name he's fantastic I really really rate him Paul Jones well I mean yeah we mentioned Sonny Boy Williamson didn't we fantastic yeah and then there's other people that, that are playing different styles that are fantastic there's a young guy called Will Pound who's about 22 or 3 years old he's an amazing player okay and a guy called Brendan Power who plays 
note for note perfect Irish jigs and stuff on the map. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Great. Well, that's a lovely breadth of experience to get it there. Is. I mean, I do, but, you know, uh, I, I love lots and lots of instruments, but, uh, but a harmonica will always stop me dead in my tracks. Yeah. I might be in some foreign city, you know, well, I, in the days when we could have holidays. And, uh, <laughs> and if there's a band playing, you know, in the street or something, uh, and there's a harmonica player, I, I just go stop and have a yep. listen. Yeah, it catches the ear, really does, immediately, yeah. Yeah, it does, and it still has the same effect. And if I listen to um, Little Water, you know, doing that instrumentally, that's called Duke, I get get as turned on by listening to that now as I did when I first heard it as a callow, spotty youth of 17. (laughs) So... Well, that's a really nice choice to end on. Thank you so much, Keith. Thank you very much for sharing your musical passions with us. Absolute pleasure, Francis. Lovely. It's great to see you, and I look forward to seeing you in person again, ASAP. Yes. But great. until then, stay safe, won't you? And keep playing and singing and Yeah, in my through. kitchen. <laughs> Thanks again now. Take care now. I would love to hug and kiss you, baby. While you're standing beneath the mistletoe. So that was Keith and me having a high old time back in the day. And you can find that version of Merry Christmas Baby on YouTube. I loved hearing Keith talking about the physical health benefits he gets from singing. And of course, it is great for heart and lungs thinking anti-COVID. So why not sing your heart out in your own kitchen? That's a great idea. Keith named so many great artists there, but I'll remind you of just a few of them again. I'm sorry that for performing rights reasons, we can't share tasters of them here but I hope you might have some fun exploring them for yourself. Some of his great choices are folk singers who accompany themselves on guitar, and there's something extremely beautiful and tender and courageous and nakedly honest about that style of musicianship and performing. Keith started with the incredible British singer-songwriter Laura Marling, and then he mentioned Eliza Gilkison, that's G-I-L-K-Y-S-O-N, from Austin, Texas, another stunning writer-performer. And there was Mary Coughlin, C-O-U-G-H-L-A-N, from Ireland, who has an unbelievably sensuous, melting kind of vocal quality. In the menswear department, we have the God who is Leonard Cohen. If you need solitude, his voice and his words will carry you through your darkest hour with reassuring and understated acknowledgement of the darkness and also some cheeky wit. And Elvis Costello's voice is almost more packed with emotion than it's possible to bear. He's a musical genius and really pushes envelopes all over the place. And then we talked about the harmonica, which is such a surprisingly emotive instrument with a surprisingly large range. So if you think you don't like the harmonica, I bet one of these suggestions could change your mind. The big virtuosic stars of the chromatic harmonica are Toots Tielemans, that's T-H-I-E-L-E-M-A-N-S, Larry Adler, and of course, Stevie Wonder. On YouTube, look up Keith's mention by searching Fragile, Sting, Stevie Wonder. That's an incredible performance. And I've just thought of another piece of magic that's great for sitting quietly with some sadness for a few moments. It has a haunting solo from Toots Tielemans. It's Paul Simon's Night Game on the Still Crazy After All These Years album. Turn off the lights, turn it up, and listen to the sad, ghostly baseball story. And the great blues players to check out first are Sonny Boy Williamson 
and Little Walter. Keith mentioned Little Walter playing Duke, as in jukebox, and I think that tune can fit great whether you're really grumpy and angry or really feeling happy, which is interesting, isn't it, because there's a similarly vigorous energy to anger or to joy. Stone Fox Chase is the name of that famous foot-tapping theme from the Old Grey Whistle Test, one of the most famous harmonica tunes ever, and that really has a fiercely funky vibe to it. My reggae choice is What's the Use by Bunny Scott and the Upsetters. So maybe pick one or two names there that you don't know and enjoy looking them up, and I hope you might find something to nourish your soul. If you enjoyed this chat, please feel free to like and subscribe and share with your friends. And so until next time, enjoy keeping all your senses open and alive to whatever art makes your life better.